living that life. We just living that life. Talking plus living that life. Listening to the Living That Life Digital Nomad Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on iTunes if you're a boss, and check out the YouTube channel for dope travel videos. Let's get it, get it, get it. Yo, what up, what up, what up? Are we recording? We got the one and only Omar Mo. Nomadables.com, fellow digital nomad. We got mutual friends. I'm in Bali. You're in where are you located? Houston, US, but Houston. soon enough, Bali. Yep, yep. H-Town. Been around the world. Check them out, nomadables.com, uh, on Instagram at nomadables. And um, check out his podcasts. Uh, very dope podcast. He's uh, got some great episodes. Man on a mission to make a 10,000 friends. Uh, one DM away from changing your life. How to create 100 pieces of content per day um van life he did seven months of van life in uh, new zealand so very interesting guy and so we're going to talk about some trends right now in digital marketing how you can uh use them to grow your business so clubhouse app you guys know what that is i heard about it a few weeks ago but i'm not exactly sure what that is so he's going to tell us what that is and how the new big social media thing and how you can use it uh business wise also kind of what's going on with tiktok uh and how people are using that to uh to to crush and make that moolah grow your business. So Omar, what's going on? Not much, man. Really good intro there. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks. 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 Um, yeah. So people can, you know, catch up. So let's just dive into it. I mean, someone told me about clubhouse a few weeks ago. What is it for people that don't know what it is and yeah, what's the deal? So clubhouse uh, is an app apparently going to be the next big social media thing. Uh, but these days they seem like they're coming out with one every six or seven months, right? TikTok first and now this. But I've been on the app for just over two weeks now. And what it essentially is, is a live form of a podcast or a room where it's almost a live version of a conversation with people, right? It's really exclusive. So they've marketed it incredibly well. If you go on Google and search Clubhouse, which you just did here, you can see that the headlines are things like, oh, exclusive app that only celebrities are on. So they've really, really marketed the hell out of it. Mm. Um, the way that it works is that people can only get on if someone else has a link for it that they can pass on to one of their friends or somebody they know. And then that person can then invite somebody else and so on and so forth. So it's a one-on-one invitation. You can get more invitations to send out as you engage more, but it takes a little bit of time. It's not just you engage one time and you get another invite. So it's pretty exclusive in that sense. Now, mm-hmm. the way one of the best things that it's great for is networking. So you get in a room and when you get into a room, you start off in the audience unless you've created a room yourself. If you've created a room yourself, you start off as a host. You can think of it as a convention style app. So whenever you go to like a summit or a convention or anything, there's a stage that has speakers and then there's the audience that's listening to the people speak. Well, when you join and enter a room, you're in the audience and you can raise your hand to speak if you choose to do so. Usually the host will say something like, oh, please raise your hand to speak if you have any questions or you want to throw in something. And that's when people start raising their hands. Uh, And people can then get invited if you've raised your hand to come onto the stage, ask a question, 
to maybe give their own two cents about a topic. Um, and you get to have these great networking conversations with people that you would normally never really get to have a full-on conversation with, right? So Instagram DMs is one thing, TikTok is another thing, but being able to hear somebody's voice and have a full-on conversation with the emotional range that you hear from it is completely different. So because of Clubhouse, I've been able to actually speak and ask a question to Grant Cardone, which would have never happened before. Um, I was able to book podcast guests, get on a podcast. Uh, I was able to make some really good networking opportunities in Houston. So I'm actually doing an in-person podcast with somebody in Houston simply because of Clubhouse. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been really, really cool. There's tons of entrepreneurs, tons of marketers, tons of digital nomads even on there. So it's a really great app. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. So um, I guess how would one go about getting invited on there or it's just so, that's the point it's got to come organically to you it's it, it seems like everyone is ready to suck somebody else off for an invite these days but pro tip here it is not hard there are facebook groups and this i heard this from my friend there are facebook groups that you can join there are reddit uh, threads that you can join in and you can purchase an invite for like 10 15 bucks and you'll get invited from somebody else's invite so it's, it's pretty easy to weasel your way in, uh, but they have this whole vibe of it being exclusive. Now, in my opinion, if you're a marketer or you're an entrepreneur of any kind, I think it's a must have to have at this point, especially being an early adopter on a platform like that. Uh, but if you're not really a marketer or an entrepreneur, or you're just somebody that's just looking for another app to kill time, uh, you'll find value on it from it for sure simply because it's so educational, but you'd be more entertained on TikTok. You know what I mean? Yep. Got it. Got it. Cool. So uh, there you go, guys. That's the rundown. Check it out. Um, TikTok. Yeah. Let's lead into that. What's going on with TikTok? How are people? Um, yeah. If someone has a business, how can TikTok be used? And what's what's the what's going on with TikTok these days? Yeah. I'm, I'm not on the I don't use TikTok. I don't have I don't go on the app. I don't blame you, man. It's probably the most addicting app I have ever seen. Uh, it's gotten to a point where I have friends that are starting to uninstall the app from their phones and put it on their girlfriend's phones or their mom's phones or someone that they know's phones so that they don't have to look at it and get sucked into it. That's how addicting it is. So it really killed it on the algorithm side of it to make it addicting. Um, now, in terms of how you can use it for marketing purposes, right? That's, that's always what we're trying to figure out as business owners. Uh, the organic reach is absolutely bonkers. The amount of people that you can reach in a short period of time, sometimes with just like one 30 second video that you have. Can, can I cuss on this or no? Probably stay away from cussing. Okay. I think. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> uh, 30 second video that I have seen people half ass and just post up on there and it, blow up to like millions of views, right? And they get 100,000 followers overnight. The amount of times I have seen that on that app is never been seen before in any other yeah. app. Okay. Uh, even think or Instagram 2010 or when it first came out, 2008 or whatever, you weren't even getting those kind of numbers then. You know, the organic reach, you still had to work for it. You know, you still had to post and shit. With TikTok, you can post one half-assed video just for fun and 
um, you'll get a hundred thousand followers just because it decided to hit for you. You know, so because of that simple, crazy, uh, my bad, were you going to say something? No, just, yeah. Just priming prime position for the next thing. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, a, yeah, with, with this mic, you actually got to be pretty close, but yeah, no, continue. Right. Yeah. Casual hold, holding mics. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so with TikTok, yes, there's so much organic reach that if you hit and hit the right tone, it's very, very tone dependent, right? You have to think of who is on that app. And I would say maybe 50 to 60% are Gen Zers and the rest are like older crowds trying to fit in or appeal to the younger crowds. Um, so it's all about the right tone to hit on that app, okay? Um, I would say that probably the median demographic is high schoolers. So Gen Z, as I'm sure a lot of people know by now, are very value-based. So they... they won't go with a brand or won't engage with something simply if it stands against something that they believe in or they like, right? And the way to leverage that to your advantage is that TikTok, in a way, is, is almost leaning liberal. It's almost leaning democratic, uh, at least in the US. I don't know about worldwide. I know it varies. I know you're in Bali and there's a whole completely different um, TikTok crowd there. But in America, where the majority of TikTokers are, that's the way that it's leaning. So it's about if you put something, some piece of content out, let's say you're an e-commerce brand, right? And you have a specific product that you're selling that maybe you even designed yourself. Well, if you put out on TikTok, you put a piece of content out that says something along the lines of, hey, I made this with my heart and soul. Uh, this is the backstory behind it. I put my blood, sweat and tears uh, I made it because my mom was sick or something like that. Obviously, be honest. Um, and every single uh, sale that I make, 10% of it will go to a charity that will actually help support my mom's condition. She passed away recently. And I'm just giving an example, by the way. Um, and yeah, like if you guys could just support anything, that would just be amazing. That works so well because it strikes the right chord in the heart of Gen Zers. And if you ask a simple call to action at the end of the video, like, hey, just like and share the video so I can, you know, get uh, get the chair, get the, spread the word across. That will strike the right chord and you will get sales off of that up the ass. I have seen that happen over and over again. I've even seen it. Let's even go a little deeper in there. I've seen homeless people go on TikTok, record a video of their place living in a cardboard box, put a GoFundMe link in their fucking bio and yeah. say, hey. Uh, I need help. This is the kind of conditions I live in. And their GoFundMe gets 10K overnight. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Because yeah. people are swiping through so many videos. It's like, that's that's how it works. And like, if people watch the full thing, then the algorithm just like spreads it. Blows it up. Blows it mm. up. Right. So it's just like any video. You're a YouTuber and you know a lot more about this than I do. But you probably start videos with a hook. Yeah. So it's kind of the same way. Mm -hmm. And um, TikTok videos, are they like maximum like 15 or 30 seconds or? So they used to be one minute, but recently the beta test has started coming out testing three minutes. It's oh. kind of a weird. Yeah. But there are some accounts that are, have that have that three minute limit now. And I have uh -huh. seen three minute videos. And it's funny because like you're so used to watching one minute videos, right? And you'll swipe and you'll swipe and, and you'll run into a three minute video, but there's no timer on there. So I started watching it 
And I'd be like, damn, uh, this video has been forever. What's going on? You know? Uh, and and by, yeah, by the time you reach the end of it, you realize it was a three minute video. So it's, it's been kind of funny that way. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, um, how do, how do ads work on TikTok? Like, can you boost your post, boost your video? Um, yeah, I have no idea about TikTok advertising on TikTok. So TikTok advertising is kind of exclusive right now. It's uh, they're letting bigger brands in or people that are going to spend a considerable amount of money on their platform. Um, and the way that it works is that, you know, how on Facebook with uh, more complicated ads, instead of just boosting a post, if you really want ads manager, they have a TikTok ads manager. And that's why they are allowing exclusively big brands. They don't have anything where you can just boost a post or anything yet like they do on Facebook. Instead, you have a full-on TikTok ads manager that you have to go on and run ads through and then they'll push the post onto the platform. So a lot of the ads that you'll see aren't like ads that you'll see on Facebook. A lot of the ads that you're seeing now are like Gucci, Prada, um, like fruit roll-ups I've seen, like bigger mm -hmm. brands that are really okay. pushing out these ads. Uh, I even tried applying for an ad account myself uh, just with a small business that I have. And I mean, I have a, I have a decently sized business now, you know, I, um, I tried applying for ads and they didn't let me in. Mm. And yeah, so it's, it's pretty exclusive when it comes to that, but I have seen the way the platform works and occasionally they'll let smaller businesses in. So it's just about applying and, and striking the right chord. And I have seen mm -hmm. on YouTube how it works and it's pretty similar to targeting on Facebook. So, mm -hmm. um, so e-commerce, um, for e-commerce people selling random physical products, um, what's the deal of, of, let's say you can get approved with an, an ad account or maybe even not, um, Instagram or, uh, yeah, Instagram and Facebook, uh, marketing advertising versus TikTok for e-commerce physical products. You know, I really think if you have an e-commerce brand, I don't think just yet that you should waste money on TikTok ads. Uh, if you do, if you do have the budget, you can try them out. But I think it's much more ROI positive for your time to actually invest in growing a TikTok following to then push your e-commerce brand out. Right? Because of how simply easy it is if you have good content and you're an interesting person, which you are Riley, you have good content. Um, that it's easy enough to actually grow a brand on TikTok in a very short period of time that'll pay off, pay off in dividends over a longer period of time. You know, At the end of the day, you are at mercy to the algorithm, just like on any platform. So there'll always be uh, things that hold you back a little bit, like if TikTok decides to shadow ban you for two or three weeks. Um, but once you've built enough of a following, even when you're shadow banned, you're getting two to 3,000 views a video, and that can be achieved in three to six months. And that'll pay off in dividends when it comes to e-commerce. You'll build super fans mm -hmm. that way. Yep. Um, yeah. Comparatively to Instagram and Facebook, where the CPMs are much higher right now, you know, and the organic reach is much lower. Um, I personally believe if you're not selling high ticket e-commerce products, then go with TikTok. And if you're selling lower, and if you are selling higher ticket e-commerce products, Facebook and Instagram will always be your way. LinkedIn ads too, I think these days, to be honest, that's where a lot of money is. With e-commerce. With e-commerce, because there's a lot of money on LinkedIn. There's, it's a networking site. And um, so 
that never underestimate. So the way the LinkedIn ads work from what I've seen, I haven't tried them myself. So only take what I'm saying right now with a grain of salt. Yep. But the way LinkedIn ads have worked is that they end up in your inbox most of the time when you see a sponsored post or when you're mm. scrolling through the feed. Mm. And I've never underestimated the power of selling something high ticket simply through a DM. I have made six figures through DMs on Instagram. And where LinkedIn is, where there's even a bigger congregation of money, uh, where there's older school people, where there's networking things. If you were to sell, and this is my belief, I've never tested it, so I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. If you were to sell a high ticket item through LinkedIn ads, I'm fairly certain it would hit pretty well. But maybe someone else in your audience or someone on YouTube in your comments perhaps has a better idea of how that would work. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought of uh, LinkedIn ads definitely on the horizon for uh, like my Amazon marketing agency. So, you know, contact, um, you know, e-commerce brands to hire us as an agency. But I never even thought of um, e-commerce physical products being sold on LinkedIn. Have you seen physical product ads for physical products on LinkedIn or... You know, I, I don't spend that much time on LinkedIn. So I just remember the tickets that I have in DMs. And usually the peop there's people reaching out to me that are trying to bring me into a funnel. You know, so that the ads, they put me top of funnel somewhere. And I have been on those web pages and have seen physical products sold there. Oh. So in terms of selling directly through LinkedIn, um, I mean, like take example on Facebook. If you were selling a high ticket e-commerce product, you probably wouldn't be selling that directly either right through a mm -hmm. Facebook ad, right? Like your conversion rates would be super low. You'd want to put them through a funnel. So the way that I've seen LinkedIn ads sell high ticket e-commerce products was someone will DM me, uh, give me some sort of value in there and tell me to check out their website and it'll be appealing enough for me to actually click the link and then I'll see stuff on their website that are high ticket. So mm -hmm. that's the way that I've done at least. Got it, got it. Um, for your agency, because uh, yeah, I've been thinking about testing... Uh, LinkedIn ads for, for yeah, my agency. Have, do you have experience with that running uh, LinkedIn ads for, uh, for B2B uh, leads, I guess? So my leads are all mainly coming right now from cold outreach, right? And I've systematized my cold outreach to a way where I'm literally not handling anything unless I get a meeting booked and then I go in the meeting and take care of that. Mm -hmm. um, I want to start dabbling with LinkedIn uh, DM management, but I don't want to run LinkedIn ads. So I heard this from somebody else who was really big into LinkedIn for leads. She told me that she, so you optimize your LinkedIn profile in a very SEO friendly way. Uh, yeah. So people are searching for you first. And number two, you set out a campaign like you would an email campaign, a cold email campaign. And you have someone manage your LinkedIn profile and just send out these DMs to these business owners that are very targeted to your mm -hmm. audience. And that's worked really, really well for her. She's landed mm -hmm. multiple consultant clients that way just in the past six months from what she's been doing. She's trying to convince me to get on it. That's my yeah. plan to get on soon. But cold email is my forte so far. Nice. Okay. So cold email. Uh, yeah, we've been, uh, dabbling in the Instagram DM thing. There's, um, there's automation tools that will send out mass DMs, uh, templatized mass DMs and like follow-ups, whatever. Um, but still got to have someone, uh, yeah, man the inbox when people reply and stuff. Um, okay. Interesting. And then what's your, um, getting into agency lead gen now, 
what's your cold email strategy? How do you, how do you find those emails? Uh, before I tell you that, I wanted to touch up on your Instagram strategy there, right? Sure. And this is just something that I wanted to give my two cents on that I actually learned from Clubhouse two days ago from a massive seven-figure agency owner, just from casual conversation. And I asked him, like, he's got a pretty solid personal brand built on Instagram. And I was like, what's your lead gen strategy on Instagram? Because he mentioned something like he's booking four meetings a day at this point. And he said, he calls the strategy. So it's not my strategy, but he dubbed it as the three, two, one strategy. And what you do is you do three likes, two comments that are value giving, and then one response to story. So respond to a story instead of a direct DM, because most people will check their responses to stories. And I didn't, I never thought of that until two days ago, which is amazing. Uh, from, from the looks of it, it seems like you, you know what that is, you know what to do when it comes to that already. Um, but yeah, that strategy was great. And then just, and what he said to just have a VA in the DMs uh, assigned to just DMing these people. And that's, and since there's Instagram limits for DMs now, there's like 25, I think a day, five an hour or something like those, like that. Um, he's getting the VA to just send out a, an Instagram DM every 20 minutes, essentially, or every, every 15 minutes or something like that. So it's, it's worked massively well for his business. And uh, with your personal brand, like I don't have a personal brand built up the way that you do, Riley, like uh, just from your personal brand alone, you could probably get people to DM you and wanting to know more and sell them that way too, you know? So there's, I think there's so much potential for you on Instagram alone. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I need some sort of Instagram strategy. Instagram's kind of just been like, uh, yeah, I've, I've had no strategy. (laughs) Uh, if you want to know some things that I learned the other day in clubhouse, not from me, but from this guy, I can tell you after the interview. Um, Okay. Dope. Yeah. So you go back around the email. Yeah. Cold email. What's your, what's the trick there? So uh, there, what you do essentially is you have an email that's warmed up and the way you warm up the email is you can hire this out. You can outsource it. Um, but essentially emails are sent between a group of emails of like 10 to 15 different emails and they all keep each other opening each other's emails automatically. So like you can get someone that you've hired to basically send emails to like 15 different emails that are doing the same thing. It's called an email pod and you warm up your email. It takes about a month this way, right? So everyone's opening each other's emails, sending emails out and you're sending it at a frequency of 50 to hundred emails a day. And uh, there are people out there that do this, by the way. Once that's warmed up, your email takes about a month to warm up. Then you start getting leads. And how do you get leads? They're scrapers. They're scrapers for LinkedIn. They're scrapers for websites. Google Chrome extensions offers specific scrapers that you can go and scrape emails from. Um, A target audience for yours, for example, uh, you could go on YouTube and find people that are specifically in, in the comments on YouTube of like Amazon drop shipping businesses or Amazon FBA businesses, blah, blah, of like these big Amazon FBAers. Uh, scrape an email from their profile. Then with your warmed up email, send them a cold email that you've kind of um, catered to them. And always personalize the email, right? So yeah. maybe have an email template and you can hire do VAs to do this as well, but have an email template and have specific parts of that email uh, cut out and then you replace it with something, right? So Mm -hmm. do that and you could scale it to like 50, like I've scaled my emails to about, I think 30, 40 a day now. So pretty good. Sending out 30, 40 cold 
um, customized emails a day? Yep, just about. Interesting. Yeah. But Interesting. I've automated it. I, I don't do it myself anymore. So I've automated and outsourced yeah. everything. So I've got guys taking care of it now. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, we actually hired a, a cold email agency. Um, they cold emailed us. I, it was customized and it caught my attention. And I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. Let's let it ride. Let's give it a shot. Um, yeah, nice. And uh, okay, cool. So before we uh, uh, wrap it up, like for people that don't know you, what's your... Uh, what's your business? What's your agency? And like, yeah, what do you do? So I help B2B and SaaS companies uh, start a podcast that generates leads and revenue on the front line for them, as well as help with retention rates on the back end. And I've seen retention rates for these businesses skyrocket to 20, 30, 40, 50% even in some cases. Uh, and it's usually for businesses that are bringing in at least 10K revenue a month. Um, and have something built up at least, not just startups, because um, yes, it would have worked for you. But if you're just starting off, you're better off just building up these channels yourself. You have plenty of time to be doing many things. So I hope these businesses that are really, really busy don't have another addition to their marketing team to start a podcast to basically automate everything for them from starting the podcast, to editing, transcribing the SEO for the website. Um, content repurposing, uh, pushing out, scheduling the content, everything, outreach, booking them on other podcasts, et cetera. So all of that I take care of. Got it. Got it. So SA, yeah. So software like subscriptions for businesses, like a, yeah, Amazon PPC software or something like that, for example. Right. That's a good one. Yeah. Maybe I should reach out to those guys, although they probably wouldn't need me, but yeah, it goes. There's a few of them out there, aren't there? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's just tons of them. Tons of them. Uh, yeah, SaaS businesses, man. Oh, man. Whew. What a, if you can get a crushing SaaS subscription and just charge 100 bucks a month and like scale that shit. Wow. What a great I'm business. I'm curious. Are you thinking about making your own software for Amazon? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's always been in the back of my mind. We're like, fuck, should we make our own PPC software? I mean, it's in the back of our mind for like when our agency gets to like million dollar level. Like, why don't we just like make our own PPC software, use it in-house and then um, market it? You know, they're all, you know, but obviously you got to hire a developer, um, white label. I mean, there's softwares that you can white label. Um but that, that uh, yeah, true. love the software business model, of course. And as any entrepreneur, uh, you want several different uh, streams of income and software is, is one of them. Yeah, that's, that's very true. You know, in fact, I made a post on Instagram today. It was like, uh, and people like you and I, we're a bit more seasoned entrepreneurs, right? So we know where to focus our energies and we tend to branch out rather than just try A and then Z. But a lot, I made this post today where, and I, uh, it was from the actual last episode that I had on my podcast. And we mentioned something along the lines of how new entrepreneurs have shiny object syndrome, where they're trying to jump into every single thing that just seems nice, you know? And uh, it, when it comes to that, like, at least my perspective is when, if you're just starting out, stick to something that you know, you can stick with rather than trying to do seven different, completely different things, you know, cause then you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but that's the way that I think. 
Yeah, yeah, 100% when you're starting out. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, some people, uh, I was just talking to Alex at CrossFit the, about this last night. Yeah. Some people, they have that serial entrepreneur bug and they just, they got it. They love just juggling multiple things. It's just their style, um, you know, and I fall in that box. Uh, yeah. But like my, my businesses have all kind of come organically. Um, so it's kind of like just the next logical progression. And uh, it's just part of being an entrepreneur, you know, um, doing different things. And I mean, it's part of life. It's part of business, managing your time. And um, exactly. but yeah, that's what business is all about. Hiring teams to, to run yeah. the company so you can go uh, do the next thing. What's your, what's your favorite one that you're running from all the ones that you're running right now? Well, my, this podcast, my travel vlogs, traveling the world, making videos, talking is that's the dream job, right? It's like, if I can make a full-time great living just from having interesting conversations like this, I mean, that's the fucking dream job. So it's, it's so it's how do you, so, you know, I've, I probably need a better strategy to, um, uh, you know, grow this podcast uh, slash YouTube channel, uh, slash my personal brand, uh, you know, living that life, um, fucking, uh, lifestyle fucking, <laughs> and then digital nomad online business brand, uh, and then, and monetize it and, you know, make a, make fucking six, seven figures a year from it. You know, motherfuckers are doing it. So that's the dream job. You know, if, if I can make money just doing what I naturally am doing anyway, which is like, just, just living your life and traveling and having interesting conversations, then yeah, that's the dream. You've done pretty damn well so, for yourself so far. I mean, I heard of you six years ago. So imagine where you are now, right? Mm. Thanks, man. I mean, yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> it was all organic. I was just fucking out here, you know. I, I just started my, my channel just because I was – it started on Snapchat. I was doing Snapchat stories my first year out here in, in, in Thailand and in, in Southeast Asia. And then after a year of doing that, I'm like, I just should just edit these and put, it on, put them on YouTube um and that that led into the whole uh, influencer thing um but i've always been a creative person too and i've always wanted to have a podcast too i'm like the fucking one of the biggest fucking joe rogan uh, fans i had to get this mic like just to just to feel you know taking right, this, that's, that's this is like a shiny that. object yeah, right. the, yeah i finally got it um, somewhere you got fucking got this thing uh, whatever and it's not even I'm supposed to have this cloud filter thing plugged in. So it's not even fully optimized yet. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. You know, if Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, they'd make money just having interesting conversations and make millions of dollars doing it. Like that's the, that's the fucking dream. Um, but, um, yeah. So, you know, getting there, um, you know, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a workaholic type person, you know, I'm laid back. Uh, this i'm sure if i was a workaholic i'd be way way ahead but like I, I, i'm laid back lifestyle i don't i don't work you know uh, too much so it's it's a life work balance and, and i mean you've done it really really well right because i i see your instagram stories and they're always interesting right mm -hmm. a lot of the people that i follow are very entrepreneur and if they if you look at their instagram story it's a side pick of their laptop right with yours it's like i remember looking at a story the other day you were with a buddy of yours that 
I met you through YouTube or something and you were just recording a story saying, Hey, I'm here. And I think that was Istanbul, am I right? Or Turkey. Um, yeah, Istanbul, Turkey. The, yeah. Turkey. And you're just like, yeah, I'm having a good time. And I, I remember sitting there like, damn, I'm getting some FOMO. Like I can't wait to go out and travel again. Oh. It's like a total, like, you know, yeah. You're well, out there, you're <laughs> out of yourself. I know what you're talking about. I think, um, well, as, as interesting as you can get. Yeah. Riding some camels, uh yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> riding some camels in you know central turkey and it was with a subscriber it's a true story he found my videos four years ago started following bought my fba course pivoted to work for jonas who i who was on my podcast reached out to him learned uh inbound phone closing and now he crushes it with inbound phone closing um so kind of a funnel well, through my videos now makes his full-time income remotely and um is traveling with his girlfriend and um uh saw that i was in turkey and they were also in croatia at the same time um uh oh no i met i had met him before in chiang mai at the nomad summit where the the mecca for um for digital nomads um and then yeah we met up again in istanbul and did some rode some fucking camels that's <laughs> it how does it feel to like have inspired somebody like that and their entire life changed and now they're doing amazing shit like you are, you know? Yeah, it's it's fucking dope. It's surreal. It's just like I don't even it, yeah, it's crazy. Uh it's crazy. Um yeah. And it and it's I don't even know. Cause for every everyone who DMs me and says, like, yo, your videos got me here, there's 10 others that don't DM you um so yeah it's it's super dope because other other youtubers johnny jabril etc um you got got me my start just through youtube youtube's fucking amazing um and and also it's really cool that my younger brother is one of them he's a full-time fba guy now your younger brother yeah congratulations that's awesome man bring it yeah. into the family yeah he came out to visit like four years ago and then fucking got right into fba and now he's yeah now he's full-time is he traveling with you? Uh, no, uh, he's visited uh, once. Um, uh, no, no, twice. Yeah, yeah. Yep, he, he's visited twice. Um, initially, when he came out before he started FBA, went back home in uh, 2017, uh, 2016, 17. Um, got right into FBA, and then he visited again um, this January. Yeah, this, uh, this January um well a year ago now this month uh right before corona um came out That's to the crazy. nomad summit right in Chiang Mai. came out to the nomad summit i, I remember your story even like and, and it, i remember because it was such a relatable story that you you had just gone to correct me if i'm wrong here it's a bit hazy i think it's been a few years since i've watched that video but you went to either thailand or indonesia or somewhere around there and just randomly joined a summit that you just wanted to go check out and then from that, you, you learned some stuff. And when you went back home, you and your boys were just like, you know what, let's just go back and let's let's stay here and fucking like start this business and stuff. Am I right? Yeah, the we had I had gone to Thailand initially to uh, as a vacation to visit Parker on his study abroad out there. And that's right. what travel bug, essentially. It's like <laughs> fucking two weeks. That's just so stupid. I'm like, I'm just getting used to it. Let's live abroad. Let's get a job abroad. Let's figure it out. And then that stumbled uh, me on Johnny's uh, YouTube video and podcast, Travel Like a Boss, Digital My Lifestyle. 
uh, and yeah, rest is history. Yeah, six years later, huh? That's so crazy. What a full circle, man. Yep, exactly. Like, full circle. If there's anyone here listening to Riley's audience over here, like, uh, and I, I made a post about this as well today, actually. It's just, man, traveling is just unreal. Traveling and working together is just like the life. You know, I can't think of any other life that beats that life. Not a life of luxury, not a life of anything, but mm -hmm. travel and working together. Yeah. Like it's, it's surreal. It'll change your life. And, and Riley's a good man. He knows everyone listening to him knows. I mean, you've been here long enough, right? Yeah, man. It's the, it's, it's the fucking dream. You know, everyone wants to travel the world. It's so it's how you're going to make it happen. And that's why it's uh, it's such an exciting time because we got laptops and the internet and all these platforms and automation tools and VAs. And uh, yeah, four-hour work week, preaching the religion. <laughs> uh, have you always been, and I, I don't know how long you want to stretch this, but have you always been traveling um, via like plane and just like bus and whatnot, but just normal travel? stay place to place or have you ever done any other modes of travel like for example i did van life right have you ever done van life or or like um living in a car for a couple months or anything like that um, haven't done the van life yet if i've met the few people who have done it but uh yeah um f um flying buses uh as i like to call flying them buses. Yeah. <laughs> that is that's a good comparison that's you know, right Airbus, <laughs> it's it's yeah it that plane comp manufacturer took took the best name because they're I like to call them Airbuses. They're they're Airbuses, you know. Uh, they're the best. Yeah. They're, they get you across the world. It's just they're 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 a miracle. We can fly, uh, you know. But I've never done van life. But um, I've always uh, yeah, I wanted like an RV trip across America. I know that's got to come someday. You know, mm. that would be great. What's your um, uh, yeah, I, I do got to bounce in a sec, but um, for people who might want to go check out your van life uh, episode, what's the quick, uh, quick uh, story there? So the van life episode isn't actually about my van life. Mm. I actually spoke with another van lifer who's currently in California in the US. And this mm. was one of my most downloaded episodes ever. Mm. And it was so surreal, the episode, because he had done van life and I had done van life. And the moment that we started talking, we both just kind of knew what each other had gone through, just living in a fucking van. Mm -hmm. It's an intense feeling. And there was this, he was outside. And so in the conversation, he's outside, there's grasshoppers and crickets in the background. You can hear it. And we just have like this unreal connection in the episode. Uh, there's like pauses and spaces and just like moments where you can just hear the crickets in the background and a slight bit of wind. And then we continue our conversation and we, we dive really deep into like philosophy and psychology and, and the reason we do van life and what's behind it. Um, that was episode number 40. I think that was episode number 40 right on the dot. It's called, mm -hmm. and the guy is great. You can find him on, yeah, it's episode 40 on the dot of the nomadic executive. You can find him on Instagram. His Instagram's Bezfeed, B-E-Z-Z-F-E-E-D. Great guy. I met him through TikTok actually. Hmm. Um, nice. Yeah, but we were able to relate on van life so much. So if you do want to check out van life episodes, feel free to check that one out. Dope. Uh, well, yeah, that was, uh, that was good. That was good. Lots of different tips in different areas. So uh, yeah, I guess uh, if you guys are listening, 
wherever comment um, your tips, tricks, and strategies to, to build on this. If you're on podcast, um, go subscribe on YouTube and vice versa. And uh, check out Omar, nomadables.com, the nomadic executive shop in the world, making money online. As he said, as you guys already know, it's the life. It's the life. So uh, make it happen, guys. No excuse to not make this happen. There's unlimited uh, tools out there. So get cracking and uh, also hit him up on, uh, on Instagram. I appreciate you having me on, Riley. Yep. You too. Talk again. Peace. Living that life, we just living that life. Talking plus, living that life. Listening to the Living That Life Digital Nomad Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on iTunes if you're a boss, and check out the YouTube channel for dope travel videos. Let's get it.